We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast presented by FanDuel. Back talking everything week 10 in the NFL. I'm your host, Beer, as always, joined by my boys at Chopper and Notorious to break everything down here. And we want to hear from you guys out there. So if you're in the chat, you got questions, sound off. Love talking to you guys about football, about week 9, week 10, whatever it may be you want to talk about. Uh, we'll go game by game with our favorite picks in DFS, our favorite bets as well, uh, and we'll track uh, how those bets are doing throughout the season. So we'll update you uh, on our standings. Uh, we're kind of seeing some separation going on there. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll also highlight uh, some of the best performers in week nine in our FanDuel OGs contest. Uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. FanDuel.com slash OG single entry contest, just the $7 buy-in uh, season-long payouts. We'll talk more about that uh, as we go, but we'll take a look at the top five finishers last week, including a familiar name we got to give a shout-out to. Uh, and we'll update the season-long leaderboard as well. So a lot to get to here this week. A lot of games here uh, on the main slate. Chop, let's start with you this week. Uh, how was week nine, and uh, how we doing, buddy? Week nine was uh, just your standard forgettable week. I mean, it is it's kind of like dragging on here in the NFL. Uh, I don't even – I don't know. I haven't really caught that uh, hot week yet, but, you know – Hopefully it's coming. Otherwise, it's it's you know everything's good, man. Uh, I could tell you a story. I don't know if I want to share it though on there. I'm just no, I'm still, not I'm still, you have to. You can't you have do that. To, yeah. Yep. The, the rules still say shook. you still have to. Still a little though. shook, man. I'm still a little shook, but all right, let's hear it. Oh, man, you're gonna drag it out of me, man. So we got to. It's not as so. Just just let this be a warning for you guys out there. That's what the, more more than anything. Like so, I, I got I had a washer dryer and I'm trying to transport it to another residence, to another house, you know? So I had it in my garage for like the last two months because we got a new one. So uh, I was just waiting on the right time. Needed some help. Don't have a truck. Don't have a ball. Don't have a hitch on my truck. So I can't go get a trailer or anything. So I basically, I needed some help. And I, I was calling around and everything's like 250 is minimum of two hours, you know, like 250 or 300 to move this stuff. I'm like, whoa, that's just, that's too much, man. So I went on Craigslist and I was like, let me see if I can find some, you know, somebody cheap to, cheaper to do it. Sure enough, some guy instantly responded, 70 bucks. I got an F-150. I'm like, oh, done. Let's do it. Can you do it? Can you do it today? This was yesterday. He's like, yeah, I can do it right after lunch, one o'clock. I'm like, bang, let's do it. Comes over with his F-150, backs it up in the driveway. I got the garage door open and uh, the, the washer dryer's right there. Like he doesn't even say hi, man. He doesn't. He doesn't introduce himself. He's like, he's like, this is it. Let's let's do it. I'm like, all right. So I help him out a little bit because uh, you know he needed some help. So I loaded up in the back of his truck, and he's he's like, he's got it loaded up, and he's got uh, 
his car's on and he's walking to his car. He's like, text me the address as he's getting in and shutting his door. <laughs> and as he pulled away, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just got got, man. He just took me. He just stole my washer and dryer. I have no. What else am I going to do here? This is it was the most like unsettling feeling in the world, watching him drive away <laughs> and just thinking, how did I fall into that trap right there? How did I fall for that trap? It was it was bizarre, man. But luckily. Luckily, uh, when he said, text me the address, I pulled out my phone and I was quick enough to snap a couple of snapshots of his uh, license plate. So everything worked out fine. Let's put it like that. But I got got, man. So you got to be careful out there, guys. You got to be careful out there, man. Chop, you, you seem a little bit more street smart than that. I, I'm surprised at man, this. I mean, it seems know, like you got the chops. It's one a, of my number a... one flaws is impatience and when i want to get something done i want to do it and i don't want to wait around i don't want to wait an hour or much less a day or two so when he said do it i was like let's let's just knock this out and get it over with so i, I like half of it's on me for just being so impatient but yeah man you know that's why you don't use that uh, craigslist man. Craigslist, yeah craigslist uh, is nothing but problems from from what i've heard so i just tend to avoid that a chop i got a comment on your hat too if you're watching us on video I'm going to throw a guess out here. Texas, San Antonio? The, the logo looks familiar. I know you're a San Antonio guy. Is that a little UTSA there, you're right? Well, UTSA Roadrunner. Somehow these guys are like top 20 in the nation, man, and they got a really good team. So give them a little give them a little love. Yep. Yeah, it's cool to see some of those teams uh, into the top 20. No, no, we're not leaving you out, buddy. <laughs> Chopping it. Still, we had to get that in there. But uh, how are you? How was week nine? I know you're on the NBA grind. So, again, Appreciate you carving out some time. There's like a thousand games on the slate tonight. So uh, how is Notorious? I, I know you got probably some NBA fatigue going on already. Yeah, it was a pretty ugly week of football, ugly week of DFS. And uh, yeah, don't even have any good stories like Chop. Uh, he's always got the good stories, the good uh, the good phrases that we can use. Um, I still think of the, what is it, red on a head, like a dick on a dog or I, <laughs> well, I don't remember exactly, but uh, that was one of my favorites over the years. Yeah, we'll have to see if Chop can work that into the analysis here. But yeah, Chop's going to be that old man. Grandpa, tell me a story. He's going to have a million stories, and I'm going to be the guy with Alzheimer's that can barely remember anything. But uh, we are here to talk Week 10. Again, we're going to walk you through each and every game, give us some of our initial thoughts on the slate, uh, some of our, our favorite bets here. Uh, so let's just jump into things here, guys. We'll skip over uh, Thursday. We'll stick uh, to the main slate. Again, we'll kind of update our standings and everything. Uh, towards the end of the show. But first game, we got Buffalo uh, and the Jets. Uh, Derek, congratulations, first of all. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Uh, anybody in the survivor pool is probably very upset uh, with the Buffalo Bills, but somehow uh, your Jags pull it off. But uh, now Buffalo gets another good matchup here uh, with the Jets. Uh, Jets got throttled uh, in Indianapolis, uh, gave up a ton of production uh, to Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, Derek, we'll start with you. We'll get a little victory lap here on your Jags, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, later in the show, but uh, how does Buffalo respond here? I guess is the question. You know, they, it can another another lackluster effort. Do they put it together and throttle this Jets team? Uh, injury wise, we got to keep an eye on Zach Moss. Uh, did not practice today, so it's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Jets side sounds like they're getting Corey Davis back, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be Mike White uh, under center this week. So, uh, Derek, big spread here, uh, a pretty big total as well. Uh, thoughts here, Buffalo and the Jets. Yeah, just wild seeing uh, the Jags win last week. I don't know if uh, the win was more surprising or the fact that they held the Bills the six points. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, but you got to think the Bills are going to take out some anger on the Jets. It's just bottom three defense against the run, bottom three defense against the pass. And, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to take the, the foot off the gas in this one. I like Allen. I like Diggs. Um, I like pretty much this whole offense. And then you mentioned it. Zach Moss is questionable. So if he ends up being out, I uh, got to think it's a pretty good spot for uh, Devin Singletary as well. And for the Jets, I mean, uh, with wide under center, he's been looking at the running backs a lot. Um, he's basically just been, you know, kind of the, the dump off king. And uh, if he's under center, I don't mind, you know, looking to Michael Carter uh, as a value play in this one as a bring back to your Bill Stacks. As far as my pick goes, I am going to take Buffalo. I just think, um, I think they bounce back in a big way. I know it's a big spread. I know we hate betting on uh, large favorites on the road, but I'm going to do it anyway and take the bills. 
All right, Chop, over to you here. Uh, same questions. If Singletary is the guy, I think he's one of the better value plays, so we'll see what happens with Moss. But does Buffalo respond here, or do we get another uh, spirited effort out of the Jets uh, and they keep this one close or potentially uh, upset this Buffalo team? Yeah, the Jets Jets play with a lot of energy. I give them that much. And, and Mike White, he looks a, a lot better than uh, Zach Wilson did. So uh, I think I think they'll be all right. And uh, I don't for DFS purposes, it's still a tough Buffalo defense. So I don't know how much I can go there on Buffalo side. I'm, I'm with Notorious in that. Yeah, I think this is a big you know a big uh, offensive bounce back game. That was a that was a disaster last week. So I expect Allen to digs quite a bit and and just you know just a, a, re- a really much better effort out of buffalo that is a lot of points on the road man uh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to see what beer says first I mean, then then i'll give you a pig afterwards because I, I just I, I gotta think about it for me you threw me off guard with the first game all right i'm locked in i'm going with the over uh, in this game i do think buffalo responds i do think they put points on the board uh, but i do think uh, this jets offense uh, with White, who, yeah, he checks down a lot, but he's going to take his chances here. Uh, this is a very good Buffalo defense, but uh, I think there's going to be points scored uh, in this game, whether it's Buffalo running out to a lead, uh, and we kind of see what we saw last week with the Jets uh, putting points on late, uh, or if it's competitive. Uh, I'm going to lock in the over uh, sitting at 47 and a half right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, uh, Chop, you got one Buffalo, one over. Uh, where do you want to go on this one? We got a Buffalo, we got a over, so we're not in danger of a parlay card here early on. This is this is a tough one, but uh yeah. Keep give me give me go ahead and give me Buffalo. I don't I don't really I don't want to play the Jets, so I'll take Buffalo. All right. Speaking of the parlay card last week was a one teamer, uh was the Miami Dolphins minus the six and a half. And as ugly as it was, uh Dolphins coming out a winner. So uh uh, we'll see if we can build us a, a two-team, three-teamer, uh, or whatnot. So I want to give a shout-out to some of the guys in the chat. Uh, Brian Baker talking about the Cowboys and Survivor. I know that was another team uh, that really uh, messed a lot of people up. I- I'm imagining a lot of Survivor pools uh, died uh, with Buffalo and, and Dallas last week. So uh, some regulars want to give a shout-out to our boy Don Yeezy, Josh Duck, uh, always great supporters of the show. Marcus Scott uh, giving us a shout-out. So welcome to the show. Uh, he's got some questions we'll get to here uh, with Corey Davis coming back. Yes, he's supposed to be back, Marcus, uh, this week. So it looks like a full allotment of, of weapons there, if you want to call them weapons, uh, for the Jets uh, with Davis Moore uh, and Jamison Crowder. And that, to me, also helps uh, the overplay. They're a little bit stronger uh, offensively. So next game, uh, New Orleans and Tennessee. We got the Titans minus three, 44 and a half on this total chop. Uh, Tennessee, got to be impressed. Uh, go out to L.A. and beat the Rams uh, very convincingly. Defense played great, really slowed that Rams offense down. Uh, other side of this one, New Orleans, uh, not so much. A disappointing game there uh, with Atlanta. So quarterback-wise, uh, they sound like Simeon's going to be the guy again. I was kind of surprised it wasn't Taysom Hill, so we'll see uh, if they change. If they make that change. It sounds like they're going back to Simeon uh, from all reports this week. Uh, Tennessee side. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, it was ugly, found the end zone, but uh, only 21 yards rushing uh, in that one. So, Chop, this one, interesting, kind of a middling total, two defenses that, that Tennessee's playing better. We know New Orleans, very good defense here. Uh, not a ton I like here. I love A.J. Brown in this spot. Uh, New Orleans uh, has been terrible against receivers. But uh, all in all, this feels like uh, one of those uh, I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to in DFS this week. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page. New, New Orleans offense is going to be really bad from here on out, I think. And uh, and Tennessee is going to struggle. Obviously, they don't have the, the big dog in there. So there's going to be weeks where I think they put it put it together through the air and other weeks where they just struggle all together. So uh, I, think, I think I'm with you there. DFS doesn't look like a whole lot. And if I can't really find a bunch of plays I like, and by the way, I, I do think either A.J. Brown or Julio Jones is a solid play. I can't really pick which one. I don't know. I think one of them is a solid play. And other than that, nothing. So if I don't like these guys in DFS, I, I tend to think a, a game can go under. So I'm going under here. All right. Uh, it's Brown for me, Derek. I mean, 9, 9, 11, 11 targets uh, over the last four weeks. So he's kind of established himself uh, as that number one. Uh, receiver so 
Uh, really like Brown. I don't hate Julio if you need to save a little bit of money. Uh, Chop, what was it? You're going under? I'm going with Tennessee here, uh, minus the three. And I know uh, we had some comments in the chat. They're going to come crashing back down to earth. I like the way they're playing right now. You know, and maybe not having to give the ball to Derrick Henry 35 times will open things up a little bit more uh, for Brown, uh, for uh, McNichols, who wasn't great last week. But uh, I think at home, Derek, uh, this Titans team takes care of business. So thoughts here. What do you got? Saints and Titans. Yeah, I agree with you guys for the most part. Don't love a lot in this game. I do still have a little bit of interest in Alvin Kamara. I mean, they ended up losing last week because he only got 17 touches. I think they're going to force feed in the ball. I know Ingram was way too involved, um, but maybe the coaches will see that. Uh, maybe not, but hopefully they will. I mean, I think uh, Kamara makes a lot more sense with Simeon under center. So I don't mind looking at him, especially if he's going to be a little bit lower on this week. Um, on the other side, I agree with you. You know, Brown's been getting all the looks recently. Might get the Lattimore treatment, so maybe that does open up some things for Julio. And uh, question for you guys. So AP, 10 carries, 21 yards last week. Saints number one uh, in run defense so far this season. Um, over under on two yards per carry for AP this week. Under. Easy. Under. Chop. Uh, just when you count this guy out. He always bounces back, so I'll take the over. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to trust him in, in DFS, but uh, that, that sounds about right, two yards <laughs> to carry. So uh, tough matchups uh, for both of these running games, uh, no doubt. Kamara can get there uh, by way of the passing game, but uh, kind of ugly all in all. Derek, I got a bet on this one. We got a Tennessee on the board. We got an under on the board. Uh, I'm with Chop on this one. I'm going under. All right, next game, we get to Chops, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we don't get a victory lap here, Chop. I don't know what uh, the hell happened in that one. Denver comes in and, and throttles this team. Uh, it was 30 to nothing at one point, so kind of a surprising outlook. Output there, I, I was really high on Dallas last week, uh, and they just didn't get it done. So uh, we'll stay with Derek here to start. Uh, Derek, we got Cowboys minus 9, uh, 55 uh, on the total, so... Is this the spot they bounce back? It's almost the same question as Buffalo. I, I think a lot of people are going to shy away uh, from Dallas, even in a high total game. They'll still have some ownership, no doubt. But the question is, who do you go with here? Is, is it Zeke and Pollard? Is it the passing game? Looks like Michael Gallup's going to be back. So a lot of questions there. Atlanta, it's basically been a one-man show. It's been Cordero Patterson. Does that continue as well here, Derek? So lots of questions. Uh, looks like a game should, could have some fireworks here. Uh, what do you got with Cowboys and Falcons? Yeah, it was pretty ugly last week for Dallas, but I mean, they had two fourth downs uh, in their own territory that they didn't get in the first part of the game. And uh, ever since, or ever after that, um, they just struggled to get anything going. So I'm not overly concerned. Great bounce back spot. Atlanta's 28th in DVOA against the pass, 27th in DVOA against the run. You can attack them any way you want. Um, I personally like Zeke quite a bit. He's played at least 70% of the snaps in every game but one so far this season. Uh, we could also play Dak with Cooper. Um, C.D. Lamb had a bunch of air yards last week, so um, I think he's viable as well. And, uh, yeah, you can just stack them up as a whole. Problem is I don't love any of the bringbacks, really. I mean, Russell Gage got it going a little bit last week. Kyle Pitts obviously has some upside, but um, I don't know. I guess Cordero Patterson, 14 or more uh, PPR points in six straight games, which is interesting. They continue to get him more looks uh, around the around the goal line, so – I guess there are some interesting bringbacks, and for that reason, uh, I'm going to take the oh, 55. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I was naturally going to just uh, say the big over. number, man. Ooh, okay, I'm going to take the under. Okay, even though under. I like all the pieces. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm torn on this one. I, I don't have a, a strong lean. I, I can make a case that that Dallas is going to come and bounce back and, and wipe this team off the map. I can make the case that. Uh, Atlanta is playing much better lately, a, a big win last week. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a chop here. I, I'm going to wait and see uh, what, what the crowd uh, puts on the board here. Chop, uh, your team here, obviously disappointing last week. Uh, if they bounce back, how so? Is it the passing game, the running game, or both here against Atlanta? Yeah, I think this is a bounce back spot. And I think I don't – just a really flat effort last week. I don't really know – uh what else to say about it so uh for atlanta here i think that there's uh some fantasy value in the uh the garbage time kind of comeback mode because i think that's what atlanta will be in and and so when you get a guy like kyle pitts or cordell patterson in that comeback mode with matt ryan you can rack up stats 
pretty quick in the late third quarter and fourth quarter. So I think they're in play because of that. But I think Dallas can hang a lot of points on, in this game, whichever way they want to do it. And uh, just based on the way it looked last week, I think it's going to be a Dak Prescott game. I think he's a, I don't want to say, I think sort of embarrassed about how that was, how that played out last week. So I think it's going to be a big Dak game. Now, you, if, if you get Gallup back, this may be the end of Dalton Schultz season, you know, like he may be uh, like the fourth or fifth or sixth option now. So I don't know how much I like Schultz, but Cooper Lamb, one of those guys I think has a good game. Elliott's always a threat. Even in a even in a Dak Prescott game, Elliott is a threat to score multiple touchdowns. So he's on the table. They're all on the table for me for Dallas. But ultimately, I think Dallas blows them out. So I'm I'm taking Dallas here with the with the uh, given given the points. That's where I landed as well, Chop. I think this is a good bounce back spot. And you may have a little bit of recency bias here. People looking at how bad Dallas played last week, how good Atlanta played uh, this week, and I think Atlanta. Probably a very public team uh, this week for those reasons. So uh, fading the public, never never a bad idea. So uh, I'm going to go with you on Dallas minus the nine. Next one, Cleveland and New England. Uh, New England minus one and a half. Uh, as of right now, 45 and a half on that total here in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So uh, this one, the story, COVID. Uh, once again, rearing its ugly head. Uh, looks like Nick Chubb uh, going to miss this game. Dimitri Felton uh, also placed on the COVID list. So Chop, looks like we get another Dearness Johnson spot here. Now, maybe not as juicy of a matchup as we saw uh, on that Thursday night game where he was electric, but uh, got to like him as a value play here. I guess we'll kind of see what the ownership looks like. Uh, New England side, running back questions there as well. We saw Harris uh, and Stevenson both banged up uh, in that last game. So we'll see who's able to return here. But uh, Chop, to be honest, another middling total. Uh, two teams that, that spread the ball out a ton, so tough to really trust uh, any of these receivers, even with no Odell Beckham. Uh, we saw Donovan Peoples-Jones ha have a big play, but uh, Landry was basically a zero last week. So I'm intrigued by Johnson if he's not going to be overly owned. Uh, they're clearly comfortable uh, giving him the ball, but a tough spot here against New England. So pretty much a, a fade in this one for me, Chop. You seeing anything that I'm not seeing in this game? No, I don't. I wouldn't say anything. Uh, anything too much different. I don't. I don't like the matchup for Cleveland, so I won't go there. But I will say that uh, you know we, we've we've said it for a while now. Baker is a better quarterback without Odell out there, and he was not bad last week at all. That's a tough matchup in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a good defense this year. He was really efficient last week and scored a couple touchdowns and didn't have to do very much because it was a blowout. So, but I'm not taking him against New England. Uh, and, and if I'm not taking him, I don't have a lot of hope for his wide receivers in this matchup. I think you can definitely play the volume here at running back, you know, uh, the last man standing. So take the volume. Volume always wins out in DFS, man. That's in the long run. So take that with probably Chubb and Felton gone for the game. And uh, Kareem Hunt's not returning anytime soon. So the volume there for New England. I'm just not a fan of this offense with uh, the way they play it with Mac Jones out there. He's just such a game manager. Like we want to make Jacoby Myers a thing. He's not really a thing. And and the other guys, I mean, Hunter Henry, you're you're like, you have to have a touchdown out of Hunter Henry or else you're a bust in that game. And even with a touchdown, there's not much upside. So he's got to score a couple touchdowns to have any upside. So I don't like any of the passing weapons. And you know, I'm just, yeah, not a running back game for me here either. So DFS, uh, I really don't like any of these guys very much except for the volume on, on the Cleveland running back. But uh and if I don't like them, I'm going to stick with my old tr tried and true method. I got to take the under here. Yep, I'm on the same. Uh, two teams that love to run the ball. Clock, clock could be running here. Uh, could be kind of ugly here. Two defenses that are very good as well. So I, I like the under on that number uh, as well. So, uh, Derek, an opportunity to, to get a little bit different here if you want. An opportunity to add uh, the first leg of the parlay card. Uh, what are we going to do here? Cleveland and New England. Definitely not a game I'm looking to stack. Uh, I did read the Nick Chubb since he uh, has been vaccinated, still has a chance to return if he can have back-to-back -back negative tests. So I'm uh, not certain that he's going to be out, but it's kind of looking that way. And, yeah, if he's out, give me all the Dearness Johnson. I know the matchup's tough. But Cleveland's offensive line, uh, third best in the league in uh, run blocking this season. So love the spot for him. As Chubb mentioned, you chase the volume there. And I have to give my weekly Jacoby Myers update. Still hasn't found the end zone. Um, 
I am, uh, I'm admitting I have a Myers problem and uh, I'm getting treatment for it. So <laughs> I won't be playing him this week, which means this is going to be the week he scores his uh, first career touchdown. And I will also be adding to the parlay card. Uh, give me the under. All right. First leg is in under 45 and a half uh, Cleveland and New England. So uh, maybe we got to, maybe we got to fire up Jacoby this week, Chop. Uh, Noto's, Noto's bailed on us on guys before and, and it's paid off. So. Uh, Derek, I hear you. We all, we all got guys. We're trying to make work uh, each and every week. Uh, it's just not happening. And uh, what do you guys mention? Kareem Hunt, they already came out and said he will not be returning here in week 10. So uh, they're going to have to go out and get somebody uh, if Chubb is not available. Uh, but I don't think that's going to eat into Johnson uh, at all. Again, the guy that they were very comfortable with, uh, given the full workload, too, in that Thursday night game. So uh, let's move on to our next game. We got Detroit uh, traveling to Pittsburgh. Detroit uh, coming off a bye Pittsburgh. Uh, barely surviving uh, the other night. And the story there, Pat Fryermuth uh, coming out of, no, I wouldn't say out of nowhere. This guy was highly touted out of Penn State, a very athletic touchdown maker. So we're starting to see it uh, play out here in the NFL just earlier uh, than most tight ends. Uh, Najee Harris, though, Derek, uh, I think there's a couple running backs here uh, that we're going to talk about as maybe the best option uh, as, as far as raw fantasy points go. We'll see what ownership bears out. But uh, Najee Harris in a pretty damn good spot here against a terrible Lions defense. Yeah, for the first time in what feels like a month, we've uh, actually got some good options to spend up at, at running back. Um, you know, a lot of the big names have been out recently. So I uh, love the spot for Najee Harris. Um, there are a lot of good running back plays, but I think he's going to be my favorite spend of the week. Um, he's a guy that you can count on playing 90 plus percent of the snaps. We know Big Ben, not really looking to, you know, throw the ball down the field all that much. He likes to check the ball down. And uh, obviously, great matchup at home against the Lions. Big favorites. Kind of everything we're looking for uh, from a running back play. So love the spot for Harris. Um, don't mind looking to Johnson and Claypool in tournaments. But um, if I don't love the quarterback, I don't really you know, want to load up on the wide receivers, especially in a game where you know I think they're going to be playing with a pretty big lead. So give me Harris, and uh, I'll pair him up with the Steelers defense. Pretty much a full fade for me on the Lions. I know, you know, Swift has uh, been the garbage time hero so far this season, and he burned everyone his last time out. So perhaps there's a, a game theory play there. But I think the Steelers roll. Um, give me them to cover the big spread at home. Yeah, I also like Pittsburgh uh, minus the nine. Uh, this Detroit team just just looks terrible right now, and really tough to find that run back option. So I'm with you, Derek. It's a it's a pairing of Harris uh, and the Steelers defense. I don't think this passing game is going to need. Uh, to go crazy here, Claypool a little bit banged up. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that status. Uh, maybe get a little bit more James Washington for some value. Uh, ben coming out saying he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So uh, a lot of questions there, but I have zero questions uh, on this matchup being a, a elite for Najee Harris. So expensive as he is, uh, I think he's certainly a guy uh, that's right at the top of the running back board. Again, I think there's another guy going to give him a run for his money here. Uh, we're going to talk about shortly, but uh, love Harris here. So I am also going... Uh, Pittsburgh minus the nine chop. So again, we can add to the parlay card and get a little bit different here. Uh, do you have more optimism uh, for the Lions here than, than Derek and I do? I I kind of do a little bit uh, offensively. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's tough. This is a really good Pittsburgh defense, but you know, you look at you watch them play, and there's holes in their defense in the secondary. Guys can get around, can get loose, and. And so that that leads me to believe maybe a guy like Hawkinson can find the hole and you know find the right matchup and and have a decent game. So I'll be playing some Hawkinson and obviously Swift because Checkdown City. If you start to get blown out, you know you're going to get plenty of uh, checkdowns. But uh, other than that, yeah, those those are the two guys right there for Pittsburgh. Oh man, yeah, I mean Fryermuth sure. Claypool was banged up. I, I guess we got to check and make sure he's practicing this week and everything. Because if he's the last man standing in the, I mean, if Deontay Johnson's the last man standing in that receiving core, then we got then we got a serious play. And Najee Harris, just you know, I gotta like circle back on this one. Like I didn't draft this guy in any of the best balls over the summer or getting later in August because I just thought it's too hard for a running back to be good with a really bad offensive line consistently. So I, I wasn't in on, on, on that train, and I couldn't have been more wrong, man. Obviously, we know he's really good, but he's done it, man. Five straight games now with a touchdown. Every game this year, at least three targets, and sometimes he's hit double-digit targets. So he just gets the work in the run, at the goal line, in the passing game. 
he's he's everything in their all. He he is like their entire offense right now. So yeah, you got to play that. We talk about volume. That's volume right there. So best running back on the slate for me, I'd play him. But because of Big Ben, I'm, I just I don't really like the other guys. Maybe a little fryer move, like I said, but. There will be no parlay card on this one added to it because I hear you guys. And I was at, I was kind of like, didn't know, but I'm, I think I'm seeing the light now. I think coming off a of bye week, I think I'll be going with Detroit here. I think I'm going to take Detroit because I just watch Big Ben back there sometimes. And I kind of don't think it matters what the matchup is. It could be the best matchup in the world. The guy's just bad. He's awful right now. So I don't know how many points Pittsburgh can put up. You know, what are they going to, what's their, what's their cap here, man? 24 points typically, unless they get lucky. So I think, I think we can hang within a big spread here with the Detroit side. So I'm taking Detroit. Are you seeing the light or you're blinded by the light here? Charlie? You know what? This would be like the sixth week in a row. I picked Detroit. They keep losing. So right now we're just on the Martingale. <laughs> we're on the Martingale system now. Man. All right. Well, I think Najee Harris could do it on his own here in this matchup. Detroit uh, gives up a ton of fantasy points. Second most fantasy points to the running back position. Uh, behind the Jets. So, uh, but hey, you, you go out on a limb sometimes. So, uh, Detroit plus the nine for Chop. Moving on, next game, another big spread here. Uh, Tampa Bay minus nine and a half traveling to Washington. Uh, total sitting at 51 and a half in this one. Both teams coming off a bye here. So, uh, Chop, we'll stay with you. I, I think the story here, we got to keep an eye on these Tampa Bay receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown sheds his walking boot, uh, but does not practice today. Uh, Chris Godwin suddenly pops up on the injury report uh, as well. So uh, this is a smash spot for this passing game. I, I don't think you could design a better matchup here. Uh, if one of these guys is out, it uh, feels like the double stack with Brady uh, is the way to go here. Other side, uh, we'll see if Ryan Fitzpatrick is able to come back, if there's any controversy there uh, with him and Heineke. Uh, Logan Thomas uh, designated for return, but still feeling a little bit sore uh, in quotes. What so was the last report I saw? Uh, and McLaurin, uh, obviously a guy in a good spot on that side uh, against this Tampa team. You know you can't run against. And Gibson has not been very effective anyway. So a uh, chop, a lot of intrigue in this one, uh, as you'd expect. Uh, big total here. Uh, those injuries on the Tampa Bay receiving room we got to keep an eye on. Uh, how does this one play out? Is this another smash spot uh, for Brady and the boys here against Washington? I think it is. And uh, I think uh... – what we've seen from Washington's defense this year and Brady, I think that leads me to believe Brady should have a, a pretty big game here. And it kind of doesn't matter as long as he has one of those guys, either Evans or Godwin or Brown, but Evans for sure looks like he's healthy. So just, just having Mike Evans in there and we've seen, he can get the ball to Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson and these guys, he has no, he has no issues spreading it around and, and making everybody viable. And he's got his tight ends and, you know, getting healthier now. So, yeah, Brady's in a smash spot. I love the passing game here. Probably going to pass on the running game, the running backs for uh, Tampa. And on the flip side, Washington, love them coming off of a bye week here. Uh, I love the passing game here, specifically Terry McLaren. I think Tampa secondary is getting healthier, but they're still really not anywhere near where they thought they were going to be to start the year with the injuries. So I think McLaren's in for a big game coming off the bye week. Whoever's delivering him the ball is going to have a pretty decent game. And so uh, I'm on the passing games here. And if I'm on the passing games and I'm that much uh, intrigued by this offensively, I got to take the over. Yeah, I love this game. I'm going to lock in Tampa, though. I think they roll here. I have a hard time believing Washington can stop this offense, Derek. So uh, and maybe they do enough offensively to, to cruise this over that 51. So I don't hate the over here uh, as well. But I uh, love the McLaurin call. Uh, he's definitely, to me, the run back option on, on any Brady stacks. Again, tough to trust Gibson uh, dealing with that injury. Plus, uh, we know Tampa's so stout against the run. So uh, are you as high here on Tampa Bay as Chop and I? Yeah, you guys uh, summed it up perfectly. You wait and see who's active for Tampa Bay. Uh, you double stack Brady. Um, if it's Evans and Godwin, that's great. Um, you know, Gronk's questionable. Antonio Brown looking closer to doubtful um, in my mind. So, uh, yeah, Evans and Godwin looking pretty good right now, but Godwin's also questionable. Love the double stack. Washington, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. You can't run on Tampa, so bring it back with Terry McLaurin. Um, coming off the bye week, I like that quite a bit. Um, I was debated between Tampa and the over, uh, so I am going to go with the over. I think Washington puts up a little bit of a fight. I don't know if they cover the spread at home, but, uh, yeah, give me the over. 
All right, Derek, uh, we'll stay with you. First question, did you place a money line wager on your team last week? Uh, that, that had to be some astronomical odds. Well, if you pull up the uh, the uh, picks of our, our little spreadsheet, uh, I picked Buffalo, and I was uh, pretty confident in that pick, so I did not play uh, the money line on the Jags. All right, well, you got another chance here this week, uh, another spot where they are big underdogs traveling to Indianapolis. Uh, Colts by 10.5 here. Uh, as of this recording, 47 and a half uh, on the total here, Derek. So a hell of a win, no doubt. Now, it wasn't pretty, uh, but it was the defense uh, that really got it done there, limiting that Buffalo offense. Uh, another tough task here, this Colts offense uh, playing at a very high level. Uh, this is the other spot I was referring to uh, where I think Jonathan Taylor uh, runs neck and neck here with Najee Harris as kind of the, the high-end premium running back that's in an amazing spot here. Harris. Probably a little bit better matchup. Jacksonville not been as bad uh, against the run as Detroit has. But a uh, massive game out of Taylor last week. Uh, I think you could find some decent leverage here on, on a guy like Michael Pittman if you wanted to go that route, even Carson Wentz. Uh, but Jacksonville, Derek, yeah, it looks like they're getting James Robinson back. That will help. But uh, Indy been pretty stout against running backs so far this year. So uh, your team, uh, do they stand a chance here uh, in this game against the Colts? I don't know. I mean, I thought they already played their Super Bowl uh, earlier in the season when they got a win, and then they, uh, you know, had an even better outing last week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You set your expectations low, and anything uh, over that, um, you know, is gravy. So, I don't have a ton of interest in the Jags from a DFS standpoint. We know the Colts like to keep everything in front of them. Maybe you punt with Dan Arnold. Uh, I don't hate that call. Um, James Robinson's obviously going to help the offense as a whole, but. Pretty tough matchup for him. Uh, if he's going to get there, it's probably going to be through the passing game, which I don't mind, but um, there are a lot of good running back plays this week. And one of them, which you mentioned, is Jonathan Saylor in a smash spot for sure. Jaguars defense doesn't look bad on paper against the run, but um, still 10-point favorites at home, indoors. Seems like a really good spot for Taylor. And then if the Jags keep it close, you got to think it's a good spot for Pittman as well. So there are some interesting pieces here. But uh, I think the Colts roll in this one. Um, give me then to cover the spread. All right. Uh, this is another one I'm torn on. I, I like the Colts. I'm thinking about an under here. I'm going to go under. I, I think the Colts control this game uh, and really salt it away at the end. You know, again, that Jacksonville offense uh, was not impressive. They get the win. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence still struggling a little bit. And, and I don't think Robinson's going to run nuts here. So, uh, I'm going to go under uh, on this one. So, Chop, you got an indie play, an underplay. Uh, did the Jags have any shot here? Uh, and who are you looking at DFS-wise outside of Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously in a great spot? No, I don't think I don't think the Jags have any shot here. So you can already put me down for Indianapolis on that one. But uh, I just don't like anybody on the Jacksonville side either this week. And uh, Indianapolis has been very close this year to like their record should be a lot better than what it is. I think they're a better team than the record shows. Uh, Wentz is taking care of the ball relatively fine. So I don't mind Wentz to Pittman stacks. If you want to be a little different, I don't think anybody's going to do that. Everybody's going to be on Taylor. So the, the passing wide receiver stack gets ignored, but yeah, Taylor, you got to make sure you have him in your cash games. I believe he's, he's one of those guys. And, uh, but I, I like, I like the Colts side here quite a bit. All those guys, all those guys are gonna play. Wentz, Taylor, Pittman are my favorite, but you never know in a game like this if they run up a, a 35 spot or a 38 spot, there'll be other guys. There'll be a Zach Pascal who could get in the end zone twice or somebody like that. You keep them all in play. A Mo Ali Cox because tight end has been just atrocious this year from a DFS standpoint on the main slate. So, and then this week, uh, I think I was seeing that right. I think our top four tight ends are out because they're uh, on the, the island games this week. So you're going to need somebody. So maybe a Jack Doyle or a Mo Ali Cox, you get lucky there for cheap and get you a, a multi-touchdown game. But uh, I'm on the Colts here big. Give, give me the Colts. All right, you two on the Colts. I'm on Under Island uh, by myself. So before we transition into the afternoon slate, I uh, want to break things down, uh, give some shout-outs uh, to our top performers in our FanDuel OGs contest. So uh, thank you to FanDuel, first of all, for sponsoring the show. Uh, for helping set up this contest. And uh, a lot of you guys listen to the show every week. You already know what this is. Maybe you're new. Uh, so what it is, it's a weekly contest, just like anything else you can find. Uh, this contest is not sitting in the lobby. you got to go to FanDuel.com slash OG, uh, and that's where you'll find both the link to enter the contest uh, and the season-long 
a leaderboard. So this one a little bit different uh, than most contests you enter. Uh, the season-long leaderboard is an added a bonus with added prizes. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, just a $7 buy-in, single entry. The three of us are in there. A lot of other Roto-Grinders personalities are playing in this contest as well. So it uh, gives you guys the opportunity to play on, on a level playing field uh, with everybody. Wanted the buy-in to be something uh, that everybody could afford at just $7. So uh, go and get entered today. You can just reserve a spot, come back uh, Sunday and lock in your lineup. But uh, the season long is really what makes this uh, an incredible tournament. So uh, you can find this leaderboard, again, fanduelcom slash OG. Only your top 10 scores are going to count uh, in this tournament. So whether you've struggled, whether you've missed a few weeks, uh, whether you're just joining now, you, you still have a shot uh, at some of these prizes. And, and $10,000 uh, in added prizes, it doesn't even count the payouts uh, that are going into this tournament uh, each week. The winner's taking 500 bucks home uh, every single week of this tournament. But the winner overall is going to walk away with $5,000 uh, on this season-long leaderboard. So uh, an absolutely fun tournament we want to design uh, for you guys, only 500 spots uh, per week. So, again, head over to FanDuel.com slash OG. Great way to support the show, great way to support uh, the sponsor of the show, uh, and a great way for us to all play some DFS together, compete, uh, and have some fun with it. So wanted to give some shout-outs to some of the top finishers here. Uh, Jay Peters, six, uh, took fifth place, 138.54, so congrats to them. Uh, looks like Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon uh, kind of carried that team. A uh, pretty balanced, survived the dud uh, from Rondale Moore. Uncle Mayweather's uh, fourth place here at 139.94. We see another Lamar paired with Hollywood this time. Survived the Brian Edwards uh, bagel here. Nothing. Uh, who A guy I, I liked last week as well. I thought he would step in and, and do some production with, with Ruggs' uh, situation. But a big game out of Nick Chubb as well in that lineup. So fourth place to Uncle Mayweather's. Congrats to them. Third place goes to... Uh, so they're trying to trip me up on the names here. Thel my, Thel me, uh, whatever it is, 140.74 uh, for them. So congrats, uh, third place, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen in that lineup. Uh, survived Kadarius Tony, not doing much. Uh, Nick Chubb also appearing in that lineup. Sheepdog, 17.75, uh, takes down second place, good for $250 on that $7 entry. Again, we see Lamar Jackson. Paired with Hollywood Brown, a uh, decent game out of Justin Jefferson, but a big, big number uh, from James Conner at just 1.6% ownership, 37.8 uh, on FanDuel, help Cheap Dog to that second place finish. And the winner this week, uh, a familiar name here, Roto Grinders contributor, JMB Wing Fan, runs away with this thing, beating the field by 12 points, 158.54. Uh, so congrats to JMB. Uh, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen stack uh, in this lineup. Mixon and Chubb at running back, putting up a ton of points here. Uh, and survived a DJ Moore, just six points for DJ Moore. So a solid all-around lineup here. A JMB wing fan taking down uh, the Week 9 contest. Chop, let's take a look at the season-long leaderboard. Uh, and old JMB vaulted right up there uh, to number two, it looks like, still behind. 4794, but uh, we got to get the old urinal cakes update shop. But where's your boy urinal cakes? Sitting? He's drifting down. He's drifting down the toilet, so to speak. <laughs> He's down to 23rd, but you know, that's fine. You, that's one big week, and you could be back up in first place in this kind of a contest with the drop score stuff. But uh, yeah, the one the one I really noticed was just kind of drifting down into the 40s range. Uh, our boy Notorious has uh, jumped up and taken over. He's overtaken Dean. So, Dean, he's ahead of Dean here. Notorious is at 50, 56, and, and Dean is uh, drifting back a little bit. So, uh, that's good. As long as one of – he can't beat all three OGs. Nope. If Dean beats all three OGs, then the, the rule is one of us has to retire. So, we don't want that to happen. So, um, Notorious, it's all in your hands because uh, me and Beer are kind of struggling this year on, on FanDuel. Yeah, it's definitely been a struggle. We, we were, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, but you, you run multiple lineups. You try to pick one for this contest, and I swear you always pick the wrong one. So, uh, but still, the beauty of this contest, like we talked about, uh, is you still got a shot to, to improve that position. So, uh, rooting for Noto to keep moving up the board here, uh, and rooting for all you guys. Uh, honestly, we'd be awesome to see uh, at the end when somebody walks away 
uh, with $5,000 uh, just for hanging out here uh, with the OGs and with FanDuel uh, playing in this contest. So congrats uh, to the Week 9 performers. Uh, congrats to those uh, sitting atop the board. And uh, hopefully we continue to charge up this board. Uh, Derek leading our charge here for the OGs. So let's get back uh, to the football. Got a four-game slate here in the afternoon. Another big spread here. Uh, Chop, and we'll stay with you. Carolina uh, and Arizona uh, Cardinals minus 10 and a half here, 44 uh, on the total. So uh, injuries, the story here as well. Uh, this one going to be a little tough to break down. We'll see uh, if we get Kyler Murray back in that lineup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did not practice uh, today. That is Wednesday. Uh, so we'll see what his availability looks like. Uh, we know that they're going to be without Chase Edmonds for a couple weeks. Uh, left that game very early, uh, which led to James Conner's big game. So a lot of questions on that Arizona side as far as health. Uh, same thing on Carolina side. Sounds like Sam Darnold uh, going to be out a couple weeks. So uh, we get the, the XFL star chop, P.J. Walker, stepping in at quarterback here uh, for Carolina. So as good as he was in the XFL, uh, the limited sample we have in the NFL, uh, not been great here. So uh, does this help anybody? Does this hurt this offense? Uh, can he be any worse than what Sam Darnold's been here uh, over the last couple weeks? Yeah, I think he can. I don't know if he will be, but he definitely can. I think there's a reason why not only was Darnold starting over him, but uh, maintained the job even even as he struggled. I just, maybe P.J. Walker's just not that good, really bad. So we're going to see. Uh, but, you know, the head coach, Matt Rule, this was his quarterback at Temple, I believe it was, uh, his yep. college quarterback. They had a lot of success there. So maybe, the, maybe there's a little chemistry there, and it works out for him. So – I'm not going to count anything out, but McCaffrey looked really, really spry last week. He looked good. No, no injury uh, side effects. So uh, I expect him to be back and, and running real tough. He's going to be one of the elite guys here, back back to the elite status pretty soon. So uh, you got that. Now I'll say this about last week. Boy, I think it was me and Derek that had San Francisco over Arizona. And that was early look, in the week. Look, uh, no, it was you and I. Derek oh, was, was, on, was on the over. Yeah, he one. got he got the over. We got we got shafted, and he hit he hit his bet. So it's sad because we should get some points there for closing line value. Because when we made that pick, you know, it was uh, I think I think hell Arizona was the favorite, and by the, and we got him at we got him at uh, Frisco as the underdogs practically. And by the time game kicked off, Frisco was like minus three and a half. So we should get some bonus points for that, but. It's a. It's just. It was shocking to me how Arizona ran through a pretty decent San Francisco team that really needed to win, and they just keep on rolling without Murray, without Hopkins. They're just a really good team. So, and the defense is. I said it last week. They're shocking. It's shocking how good that defense is. So, uh, with all that being said, Carolina's off the table to me because Arizona. Carolina's off the table because Arizona's defense is just something I don't want to be dealing with right now. For Arizona, we kind of don't know the status of everybody right now. It makes a difference. Last week when you're without Green and Hopkins, Christian Kirk has a nice explosive first half. James Conner, you know, uh, steps in with an in-game injury and just goes ham. So the injuries, and we don't, and we don't, I don't think we fully know what Kyler Murray's gonna do this week, if he's gonna play or how, and I don't even know if I want to play him, even if he does play. Because it's an ankle injury, I want Kyler Murray to run. That's why I've taken him in fantasy is to run a little bit. If he's not going to do that, then he's kind of not a guy I want him to deal with. So DFS-wise, I'm holding out on that until I see what the injuries, what happens with the injuries. And uh, with all that being said, I think Carolina's defense can still come in here and hang a little bit. So I'm taking the under in this game. Are we buying this James Conner? thing shop i mean he, he like, looked he looked great he, i mean big I, number i admitted i was wrong on uh Najee harris and uh i might have to come back and circle back on james connor too because this that wasn't just the first week he's been an a, uh, actual dfs uh dfs relevant now just about every week he's kind of like in the mix he gets all the goal line work down there practically and yeah man i was wrong he he looks like he's uh moving a little bit quicker than he was at the end of his stint in Pittsburgh. So he's definitely a viable candidate right now. All right, Derek, same question to you. Are we buying this James Conner thing? I think he's going to be very popular. The price is still fair, just 7,000 on FanDuel. He's a big home favorite. So uh, checking all the boxes uh, at the running back position. So again, we, we still have a lot of injury questions in this game. 
Uh, but is Connor for real? I know you know Benjamin going to steal some work, uh, probably some passing game work. Uh, other side, are you a believer in P.J. Walker here? Are we going to see uh, even worse production than what we've got with Sam Darnold? Yeah, it's going to be tough to be worse, but uh, he's certainly capable of it. Um, Christian McCaffrey, haven't seen his snap count from last week, but I think he ended up having 19 touches. So you got to think, you know, he's uh, back to a full-time role. He would be the only guy with those two on the Panthers. And, man, it's weird. Uh, we have this page pulled up right now. We have McCaffrey projected for 13.7 and Connor for two more fantasy points than, than McCaffrey. I was not expecting that at any point this season. But um, it's warranted. I mean, Connor looked great last week. He's the RB1, uh, the clear RB1 on a team with an implied total of 27 and a half. Big favorites at home. So, yeah, I like Connor. I'll eat that chalk. And everyone else, just wait and see approach. The guy I will go back to if, uh, you know, some of the Cardinals wideouts are out is Rondell Moore. Burned me last week. Burned a lot of people last week. But he's got that big play potential. And I think his ownership should be a lot lower than it was uh, in week nine. Got a bat here, Derek. Uh, chop locked in the under. I am going with Arizona, uh, laying the points here. I, I do think PJ is going to struggle. I, I think McCaffrey will be fine, but uh, Arizona have been pretty stout against running backs. They have a lot, a lot of receptions, but uh, I think PJ is going to struggle big time here. I do think Kyler plays. Uh, I think Arizona rolls here, so I'm going with the Cardinals. Derek, uh, what do you got on your bet here? I'm going to employ a chop strategy. If I've already taken a bunch of big favorites, might as well take another one. Give me Arizona. All right, moving on. We got Minnesota and the Chargers, another big total on this one, 53. Uh, Chargers minus three here uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So uh, Chargers impressive win. Uh, Derek uh, going to Philadelphia uh, and getting it done. Uh, Minnesota lets one slip away last week. Uh, we got this whole Dalvin Cook saga kind of playing out. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. but. Uh, uh, this feels like the game everyone's going to be targeting uh, for DFS. A close spread, two offenses uh, that people know, a lot of big names, a lot of ways you can stack this one. So, uh, A, do you agree with that? B, how do we maybe get a little bit different uh, in this one? Is there some leverage we can find here with Vikings uh, and Chargers? Yeah, I love the game as a whole. Austin Eckler let a lot of people down last week. I think he was over 40% in some contests, um, some tournaments last week, which was kind of crazy. Uh, but he just didn't get the touchdowns, didn't get the yards that we were expecting. I think he bounces back in a big way. And uh, the first uh, few weeks, I was all over Keenan Allen, and then I, I was finally like, okay, Mike Williams is the alpha in this offense. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, it's been Keenan Allen uh, getting all the targets. So uh, I don't really know um, what to do with these two. I'll probably just side with the lower owned of the two. You mentioned uh, it's going to be a popular game, so I don't mind just taking the lower owned of the two. You can obviously pair Eckler or these wideouts up with Justin Herbert. Um, it's a good spot for the offense as a whole. And then the Vikings, um, I'll always play their RB1, whether it's Cook or Madison, and then um, Justin Jefferson. I don't know why they didn't go back to him a little bit more last week. He had that long touchdown in the first quarter, and then I think he only had one touch or one catch after that. So that was a little surprising, but he still is, uh, you know, my favorite wideout in the offense. Uh, I don't think you need to play Cousins or, or Thielen. Conklin's okay. Punt play at tight end, but um, for me, it's Jefferson, the running back, and then uh, bring it back with a bunch of Chargers, guys. All right, what about a bet? I am going to go the over on this one. I'll lock in first here. I, I do think both these offenses are going to find success here. I, I love the Herbert stacks. that uh, You can mix Eckler into those stacks even. Uh, Mike Williams is a guy people are going to avoid uh, with the recent play. I know he's probably dealing with, with more injuries than we realize, but if he's going to be low-owned, I don't mind going there. And like you said, I like the run back uh, with the Minnesota running back, the Chargers. I have really struggled uh, with running backs. So whether it's Cook, Madison, uh, I like going that route. So over for me, Derek, uh, favorite bet on this game. What do you got? I feel like the Chargers are a better team as a whole, so I will take them to cover the three. All right. Also like them. Uh, I, this is one I lock in either of those. Uh, maybe a little, little two-teamer. I, I like the Chargers there as well. So uh, Chop, uh, favorite bet here, and uh, same question. Uh, this one's going to be popular. Is there any ways you see to get different in this one? Uh, different. No, this is, you know, the same guys are on the table. Uh, cousins and his pass cat Jefferson and Thielen are fine. Uh, Dalvin cook. I'm wondering what's going to happen with Dalvin. Like you said, I, I don't know. I was uh, having a debate last night of do, do you burn the number one waiver spot? If somehow, you know, when cook came back and Madison was getting limited carries and he got dropped in your league, do you burn your number one spot and take a chance on Madison right now? Uh, thinking that maybe Dalvin 
could eventually get suspended for the rest of the year or something like that. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, but it's interesting. But I think all the Minnesota pieces are in play in this matchup. The Chargers defense, they're banged up, especially in the secondary. They're not playing well. Derek mentioned Mike Williams and how he's, you know, not the alpha anymore. And I don't think it's necessarily because of uh, getting shut down or, or teams game planning for him or anything like that. It's because he's banged up too. He's hurt. His knees are hurt. So he's having a hard time. It happens in the NFL in years past, by this point in the year, Mike Williams is already on like the injured reserve for a while. So uh, luckily he's just gutting it out and, and getting anything he can for you in fantasy. But Herbert Eckler, Allen, and Williams all in play. I prefer Allen because Williams is a little bit hurt, but then just when you think that, the guys pop up and take a little injection there right before the game and have a monster game, so you never know. But offensively, everybody's in play in this game. One of the most stackable games on the slate, but I'm taking the Chargers here because the Vikings always find a way to lose these games this year, and uh, three is just not enough to sway me off of the Chargers. So give me, give me L.A. All right, next game, we got Philadelphia and Denver. Uh, Denver minus two and a half here, uh, coming off that impressive win uh, in Dallas. Uh, Philly tough loss at home to the Chargers. Uh, total sitting at 44, 45 uh, in this one. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Philadelphia, a team that wants to get the running game going. Uh, looks like Jordan Howard uh, was signed to the active roster, so looks like he's going to lead the way here. But uh, you still got Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott uh, in that backfield. Uh, they've really taken the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands as far as throwing the ball. I mean, he's only attempting uh, about 15 passes a game here. So kind of limits the upside of guys like Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Uh, but maybe you're more optimistic there. Uh, Denver, defense still looked okay without Von Miller, still dealing with some injuries. So I don't think it's the same high-level defense. But offensively, uh, Jerry Judy inserted back into this offense. Uh, been getting some decent targets, kind of coming at the, the expanse of Cortland Sutton. Uh, Noah Fant, we'll see if he's going to be back in that lineup. Sounds that way. And uh, we know this running game has been the same story all season long. This split backfield, uh, tough to trust either guy as well as they're playing. So uh, an interesting game, Chop. I, I don't know how many pieces you're going to pull out of this one, uh, but a, a middling total here, close spread. Uh, what do you see in this one, Philadelphia and Denver? I'll keep this one pretty simple. And uh, and then we can move on after that because uh, I don't like anybody in this game. If Philly has any success here, it's going to be on the ground, and that's all they've been they've been doing the last couple of weeks. And I can't pick any. It's like a three-headed monster. How are you gonna who are you gonna pick there? So I don't like for DFS purposes. I really don't like anybody in this game. So uh, with that being said, it's an under game for me. I, I just I don't see myself hand trying to one off any of these guys. This is a matchup of Devontae against certain college teammates. So that that should be interesting. But probably not for DFS though. But I'm on the under here. I don't. I don't like. I don't like DFS in this game. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I mean, I'm intrigued by Goddard. Uh, continues to get a lot of targets. Uh, I am intrigued by Jerry Judy, who's still pretty cheap. Uh, but uh, all in all, Derek, uh, pretty easy to stay away from this one. Maybe a a little skinny stack like that. But uh, chops on the under. I like Denver here, a minus two and a half. I think they win this game uh, with Philadelphia traveling to Denver. Always a tough place to win. So. Uh, thoughts here, uh, under on the board, uh, Denver on the board. Uh, what do you got here, Derek, Philly and Denver? Yeah, I don't like this game uh, one bit. Uh, you mentioned Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's had over a 30% target share since they traded away Zach Ertz, but unfortunately they're only passing the ball like 15 times a game. So hard to trust him. I mean, that 30% is only turning into six targets a game. So uh, I keep chasing it and uh, it hasn't really been working. He'd be the one guy I would target in this game, but I think you can fade it as a whole pretty easily. And if we're going with the two and a half, yeah, I'll agree with you, Bear. Give me Denver. All right, last game we got uh, Seattle and Green Bay. So quarterbacks, uh, the question here. But uh, sounds like Russell Wilson uh, is ready to go. That that finger is all healed up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Uh, he'll be can be cleared on Saturday. So kind of have to wait and see on this one. But the spread, the number, it seems to indicate that that they expect Rodgers to play. Uh, as well, we got Green Bay minus three and a half here at home, 49 and a half on the total. And as a Packer fan, I, I sure as hell hope it's not Jordan Love. I mean, that was just a debacle. They they do some stuff late, but uh, a boring game there. Kansas City and Green Bay, a uh, disaster. So if Green Bay comes up short. Seattle 
uh, coming off their bye. We also may have the return of Chris Carson uh, to this lineup, Derek. Uh, he was uh, activated off the IR. We'll, we'll see if he's able to return here. Uh, sounds like he's going to be back at practice. I think he was back at practice today. So uh, thoughts, this one high total to, to offenses that can certainly get it done. Uh, I really like the, the Wilson to one of Lockett or Metcalf. They never seem to both get there, but, uh, and then you run it back uh, probably with an Adams that uh, we've seen AJ Dillon really start to eat in uh, to a lot of Aaron Jones workload. So should be a fun game to, to wrap this up. High, high total game here, Derek. So what are we doing in this one? Seattle and Green Bay. Should be a fun game for sure. And uh, both quarterbacks are active. I love the idea of a skinny stack here. You mentioned it. Uh, Metcalf or Lockett, bring it back with Adams. Uh, I don't really need the quarterbacks here. I mean, but Wilson has a little bit of a higher swing than Rodgers at this point. But uh, I think just uh, targeting you know, one of the wide receivers from each team is kind of the way I want to attack this one. Aaron Jones, like you mentioned, you can get there. Um, he's one of those guys that can be crazy efficient. So uh, you can add him to your player pool as well. And for my pick, man, it feels like a field goal game, but I hate betting against Green Bay at home. So I'm just going to take the over. All right. I'm going to lock in Green Bay here. Uh, I think we're getting a good number. Uh, if we do see Rodgers, I, I think this one goes up a little bit, actually. So I still think there's a little bit of question here. But but to me, Seattle, a little bit overrated, always a public team. So their number always feels a little light. Uh, three and a half uh, just feels too low here. So. Uh, Green Bay for me, Derek, I don't disagree with Jones uh, as a play. Uh, as far as the matchup goes, certainly Seattle been terrible uh, against running backs. But a chop, I worry a little bit about A.J. Dillon working in more and more each and every week. So uh, Adams, the preferred run back for me. So finish this up, chop. Seattle, Green Bay, what do you got? Yeah, if both quarterbacks are active like, like it sounds like they're trending towards, then uh, I think you could have some offensive fireworks here in the passing game mainly. So uh, uh, I would probably lean Metcalf over Lockett, but, you know, who knows. If Aaron Rodgers is back, Devontae becomes, steps steps back into that that number one wide receiver in the NFL role. So I like that aspect of it. And uh, the real debacle there in that Kansas City game was that crazy Jordan Love touchdown in the last 90 seconds to bust the spread on us. So uh, yeah. that was sad, but uh, it happens. It happens. But, you know, I mean, obviously a lot to unwind here with the uh, injuries. So it's tough to make a pick, but I'm going to assume Aaron Rodgers is back this week. And if he is back and he has Devontae and nobody major, major is missing, I want, I want Green Bay here. All right, locking in Green Bay, and that will do it. Uh, the old parlay card lo looking lonely once again. One pick on the card. So it's kind of been a theme here of late. Uh, the picks have been uh, pretty solid, though, and we have agreed. Uh, so we're going with Cleveland, New England under 45 and a half uh, as the only agreement here uh, amongst the three of us. And that will wrap up the analysis here for week 10. Again, make sure you guys head over. Uh, to fandle.com slash OG. Uh, really, uh, again, a great way to support the sponsor of the show. Uh, we appreciate FanDuel uh, for sponsoring us. Uh, also a great way to hang out and play some DFS uh, against us uh, in that contest. So all the details there, uh, enter there, see the leaderboard there at fanduel.com slash OG. Also, make sure you guys are checking out scoresandodds.com uh, for anything sports betting. Yeah, just tons of information there. Uh, see all these different odds across all the different sports books, finding your best price there, uh, analytics, trends, uh, look at the matchups between the two teams over the last few years, just a wealth of information there. So uh, make sure you guys head over there again, that's scoresandodds.com. So guys, final thoughts here, week 10. Noto, let's go to you. What do you got for the people? Yeah, I was browsing through the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Tom Brady, plus 340 to win MVP. Uh, I was looking at their schedule the rest of the way. I think they're going to be at least seven-point favorites in every game but one uh, the rest of the way. And we know they want to get him the MVP. They, we know uh, they don't have much of a ground game right now. So I love that bet if you want to you know, place a future there. And uh, for everyone out there, thanks for listening. Um, good luck this week. Join the OG contest. And uh, let's make a run of this thing. We need, a, we need a better week from the OGs. Yep, this is the week. I'm feeling it. One of us is going to take this baby down, and we're going to make our charge. So uh, thank you to the chat. Uh, active as always. Shlomo, I see you in there. Appreciate it. Uh, all the regulars that are here each and every week with us, 
Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and Josh Duck nailing it in the chat. Uh, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up if you're watching uh, on YouTube, whether you're listening live, you're catching it uh, at your leisure down the road. Uh, we'd appreciate that thumbs up and subscribing uh, to the channel. Chop, final thoughts, week 10. What do you got? We're getting a lot of DMs and, and messages on Roto Grinders Discord and, and on Twitter. People are asking how the season long is doing. Oh, yeah, we need say, the update. I have to say, seven and two and number one in points, most points so far. So, you know, drafting that Stafford to Cup connection is, is paying off. So, uh, this is, I hope to keep the momentum rolling. All right. Well, stick with season long and stay off of, uh, getting people to move your stuff and you'll be all right. So yeah. Rough. Tough yeah. scene no, for chop no. man. <laughs> hey, at least you made it work. So again, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you to Fando for sponsoring the show for chop for notorious. I am beer. We are the DFS OGs again. Thank you for listening. Best of luck in your contests and your bets this week. And we'll see you next week.